This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Danny Wexelman with Greg Johns, who covers the Mariners for MLB.com. And Greg, before we get to all the news and notes of the last week, how are you doing? Are you sleeping? Are you eating? What's going on with you? I am, once again, in the best shape of my life, Danny. (laughs) This has been an excellent spring training, and uh, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Let's put it that way. It's, it's good. Sun, okay. baseball, can't, can't complain. I like it. I like it. All right, we're going to get the scary news out of the way first. Greg, Mariners-Cubs facing off just a few days ago, and Felix Hernandez gets pegged by a comebacker. And luckily, no broken bones, and he's only slated to miss one start, and thankfully it wasn't worse. But Jerry Depoto and the team seem pretty optimistic that he's going to be good to go, right? Yeah, they're, they're hopeful anyway that it'll be one start, and we'll see. I mean, these things... He took that. He took a line. It was scary, Dan. Mm-hmm. First, first time out on the mound this spring, and and uh, pitched a, a nice first inning. Was looking good. Everything building. They got him out there early this year, and, and and everything looked fine. And then you just a line drive right up the middle off the, off his arm, and you, you couldn't tell if it hit his elbow or, or what. And it turned out it hit it hit the number thirteen tattoo right on his forearm. And and uh, some people say that unlucky. The thirteen is for when he he puts every every year he makes the All Star team. He puts a puts the year on his, on his body somewhere in the, the tattoo of, uh, collage that, that Felix has, but shot him right there. And uh, it could have been, I mean, a couple inches over, it's right on the bone on the elbow and, and who knows where he'd be. So I think he's pretty lucky to have caught it right there on the, on the fleshy part of his arm. So he's going to be out at least one start. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if, if a second one, if they need to bring him along a little slower, but pretty optimistic that, that he'll be back pitching full well by the end of the camp and, and uh, get him in that rotation to start the season. So could have been worse, but, uh, yeah, tough way to start the spring. It is tough, and, and we've talked a lot about what what does every team need to be successful, and number one is always stay healthy. Uh, so to have something like that happen early, you know, maybe just not just getting it out of the way. Maybe, you know, it's good that at least it happened earlier and not later to derail him uh, for the start of the season. But thankfully, yes, not hurt any worse and will be – making his spring debut uh, pretty soon. Uh, another thing, Greg, that I wanted to talk about was something that was actually really special, a uh, moment in camp when the Seeger brothers were together. And, Greg, I meant to ask you this, but I'll ask you now. This is the first time ever that Kyle and Corey have played against each other in their professional careers, spring, regular season, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And, and I mean, we're, we're ever. I mean, they've never been on the same team. Kyle's seven years older than Corey, and and uh, when he was growing up, you know, Corey was the little brother coming to the games to watch Kyle, and Kyle was, a, you know, they've never been on the same team. They've never been in the same league. They've never played against each other, and even in spring training when Corey got into pro ball, 
uh, just the, the teams would match up, and, and one of them would have the day off or be whatever. You know, it's the way in spring you don't play every day, and they just never matched up. So finally this year they get in the same game, and, and Kyle was telling me that it's actually the first time he's actually seen Corey play in a live game uh, since he was 11, except he went to a World Series game last year in Houston and and, uh, and watched him. So, he, But he, he literally hasn't been able to even watch him because Kyle's always playing his own games right. and being his own guy elsewhere. So they they really enjoyed it. It, it was a special moment for the, for the two brothers. They're real close. I mean, they, they may not play on the same team, but they work out every day in the off season back home in North Carolina. They, 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 they touch base constantly, you know, checking with each other and, and keeping up on their things and asking advice uh, on, on pictures they see and everything else that, that you would do in baseball. So, they're very, they're very close. Kyle, a proud, proud big brother, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it was fun for for him to be out and see see Corey, and and likewise for for Corey, who said you know this is the guy I always looked up to, and he's he's been my role model forever, and probably always will be. So kind of yeah, pretty cool moment for the for the Seeger family. Yeah, just really cool to think about too that they're exchanging texts on on the regular about you know what's going on, who they're seeing, what's happening, and I I believe that. Uh, Corey grounded out or got out something along those lines and and Kyle like kind of looked at the pitcher and was like it's fine man it's okay like <laughs> you're you're allowed to get him out I mean I care about him but it, you're allowed it's the game yeah it's funny because the, they actually were kind of teasing Kyle in the morning meeting asking him for the scouting report <laughs> on on his brother and and uh, he was a little reluctant to give him too many inside secrets, of course. <laughs> but uh, when Mar- as Marco Gonzalez was pitching, he said Kyle yeah. threw him the ball, and and, uh, and uh, Marco said sorry, and, and Kyle said, That's all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, I got your brother out, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, Greg, another guy that I am super interested in and have had my eye on, and a huge transition is D. Gordon from infield to outfield. So right now, by my homework, he's up to 17 innings and seven putouts. We're recording this on Thursday this week. Uh, so what stood out to you so far about D. Gordon in the outfield? Really how natural and easy it looks for him. And, and you know it's not because, I mean, he's literally never played in the outfield until until now. So he's got, I think, three or four games under his belt. But, but he, he moves so easy out there. He's, uh, the speed is, is obvious. I mean, he just runs down balls with, with ease. Hasn't had to make the tough diving catch. Hasn't had a, a real big challenging throw yet. But, uh, you know, he's got a good arm. I've talked to the outfield coach Chris Prieto. So he's, he's got no problems. His, his arm is good. Uh, and, and they're all thrilled with the work he's doing. And work, I think, is what has stood out really to me most. Danny is, is uh, it's it's funny. These guys. I mean, he's been in, he's been a two-time All-Star. He could be you know doing whatever, change of position. He could be grumbling. He is out there every day when they when they take batting practice. And most most big leaders, when everybody else is taking batting practice, they're off you know standing to the side or doing yeah. other. He goes out to center field literally with the group they have a group of shaggers out here from from <laughs> yeah. Peoria. these these are community people that come out every day to just shag balls in the outfield and you'll say d, d gordon on the middle of those guys <laughs> shagging balls because he wants to see balls off the bat he just wants to keep getting used to to seeing you know the, the flight what he's you know the just the angle as, as the ball comes off the bat he says you can't it's not the same as a hitting machine it's just throwing balls up there he says you got to see how it plays off the bat and so he's out there every day doing that just the little extra things just getting every chance he can to get as comfortable as he can out there. And, and it's shown. I mean, he's come out, uh, and he looks like a center fielder. I, I asked him, do you, do you feel like you're an outfielder yet? And he said, no, not really, not yet. Uh, but he, he says it's coming, and I think by, by the start of the regular season, I think he's going to 
be the outfielder that uh, in his heart and and in the in the glove that he looks out there and, and uh, he sure is fun to watch. Yeah, no one's going to know him as D Gordon the second baseman. They're going to know him as D Gordon the center fielder. I, so much respect for a guy who can just transition like that and do whatever he needs to do to be on that team. Another guy who is kind of transitioning is Mark Zepchinski, who I'm a big fan of. He played with the Cardinals. Uh, Scrabble is his nickname, and you just wrote about him and his delivery, and he's changing it up for the first time since he was six years old. And, Greg, it seems to be a success so far in spring, but can you kind of explain what he's changed about his delivery and how that's helped his success yeah, he's really he's what he's done is shorten his his leg kick and and uh, you know basically just a, a quicker, smaller step and more direct to the plate. He was kind of swinging the leg out and coming across his body a little more, and they they, they looked at it. He, he had a tough September last last year, and and uh, you know he came to camp this year and said, "What what do I need to look at?" Which is kind of the interesting part of the story to me. I mean, this guy has been in the major leagues for ten years and has. has had as many appearances as any left-hander baseball over the last four or five years. Just a, a real workhorse, and mm-hmm. he, he's not a novice. Kind of like D. Gordon. He said, "What what can I do? What do I need to do to get better?" And and they looked at his delivery and said, "You know, try this." And he worked on it this spring. He said, "That that feels pretty good." And and he he got out there. He said, "I was he was a little nervous." Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. It, it's like walking. You know, if you have to change how you walk, what you've been doing since since you grew up, it's it's just a little different. And he, he said, "I was a little nervous getting out there." To, to really test this thing, but he said once he started throwing, he said just like in his bullpen, it's just what he's been doing on the side all, all spring. He said it just felt good. Uh, his delivery was quick. He, he was uh, he said it just felt free and easy. So he was throwing his velocity was good without even really ratcheting it up like he usually has to, to to get up to the kind of speeds he normally throws. So struck out two in his first inning, quick one two three inning, and, and went in. And I talked to him afterwards, and he said he just had a big smile on his face, and he said it's great to get the feedback. When you're out on the mound, to, to kind of the reinforcement of having a, a good start, you know, veterans will say, "Hey, spring, it's spring," you know, it's kind of whatever. But for him, that was a big outing, and and sometimes it's those little things in spring training that the guys are working on, and kind of see what they're doing, and, and uh, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah, you're never too old to learn. You're never too old to get better and change, and that's that's the name of the game in baseball, right? I mean, if you want to outlast these young guys, this game has turned so young, the youth movement. So to reinvent yourself after so long, I, again, just so much respect for these guys that are doing it. Last question for you, Greg. Wondering, I'm a big fan of the dark horses. You got any dark horses that are standing out to you in camp so far? Dark horses. This is a tough camp for dark horses because their roster is pretty well set, except for you know maybe a backup catcher spot and still of the infield. But but there's a couple guys. You know, yeah, Rob Whalen has caught my my eye and uh, and caught their eyes too. Frankly, Felix is. Uh, it's not starting Saturday. They got Whalen starting in his place, and great story, Danny. I mean, this is a kid that that uh, left the team last year in, in AAA, left, walked away from uh, from the team in mid-season. He was struggling, and, and uh, I talked to him. Uh, one of the better human interest stories of the season for me. Uh, he came. He, he talked about it. he had basically depression, anxiety issues, and, mm-hmm. and uh, just got to the point he had. He said he, he couldn't deal with it anymore. Walked away. And, and said I, I had to ask for help, and he got help. And uh, he's come back to camp this year, kind of a new guy, and both on the mound and off the mound, and pitched real, real well his first time out. And they got him starting here uh, Saturday uh, to, to give him a chance to get a couple more innings and against uh, against an A lineup and see how he fares. But uh, you know, he's a guy that that uh, not just not just on the mound but off the mound. I think a guy fans can root for. Uh, you know, he was telling me about 
dealing with depression and anxiety. He said, this is a topic we, we all have to, as a society, talk about and not hide this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he talked about just, just the, the need to make it an issue so people understand everybody, you know, is human and, and a lot of people deal with it. And he said, if I can help one person in life that they look out and say, hey, that guy's got it. And he's, he's you know, he's dealing with it. He's coped with it. He's, he's come back and playing professional baseball. He says that that would you know make my day. So, He's a, he's, a, he's a good story. Um, another guy in camp that I, that, that's really a great story, and he's not even in camp, Danny, is Evan White, mm. who's their, uh, their, their top prospect, uh, top draft pick last year. Uh, he's in minor league mini camp, but they're so short on first baseman because Ryan Healy's out and Daniel Vogelbach got in the foot and was out. They bring Evan White over and give him, give him some playing time. He's looked just outstanding defensively, maybe uh, a great pick at first base, big stretch, unbelievable play. It's his first time on, on, out there in a Cactus League game, and he looks to me like already the best first baseman defensively in camp. Now, he's not going to make the team. He, he played 14 games last year at, at the low A level uh, in Everett uh, and then pulled a, pulled a quad, so hardly any major professional experience. So he's not going to make this team, but, boy, he's opened some eyes and how he's handled himself out there. Just looks like a ball player and, and kind of a guy to, to keep an eye on coming up here this this season. I, I think he's going to move up the, the system fast, uh, you know, once he gets a chance to play some pro ball. So Evan White, uh, kind of a, a fun guy to watch here if you get a chance to come out. They're bringing him in over late innings a lot of times to get some couple innings in, and, uh, and he's, he's a guy to watch for the future. All right. Rob Whalen, I like that story a lot too, Greg, and I think that uh, depression knows no stranger, and I think that it's great that he was willing to share his story with everybody and kind of show that, you know, anybody can go through it and anyone can come back from it. So uh, that must have been really, really um, just a cool moment for you to be able to share that story and have him trust you with that information. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think people forget these these, these are the people out here, and they're yeah. just like everybody else. And uh, you know, to, to see a guy deal with stuff and, and come back uh, and succeed and, and have a chance is, uh, is pretty cool. Yes. Okay, Greg. So heading into the weekend, anything that people can look forward to from you, uh, story wise? Are you just uh, you're just watching the games and writing off the games this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> Got Marco Gonzalez pitching uh, pitching tomorrow okay. and Friday in, in Maryville. He was a great story coming out. Uh, a lot of a lot of questions on Marco where he's at in that rotation. He was outstanding. His first time back, he's 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 a year further removed from Tommy John surgery, and and uh, he's a guy that's opened opened a lot of eyes early. He'll be he'll be definitely one to watch. Uh, yeah, and yeah, once we get rolling here, it's 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 less than 30 days till opening day, so we'll, we'll start seeing the, more of the regulars out there. D. Gordon out in centers is certainly fun to watch, and and uh, getting that him and Segura at the top of the lineup have been real good already, and mm-hmm. it's just gonna be kind of fun to see how that works when they get those uh, big boppers going behind them. All right, if you want to read Greg's work, and you should want to read it, you can go to Mariners.com and check all that out. Marco Gonzalez's start, too. Greg, thank you so much for your time. Absolutely, Danny. Good talking to you. Of course, of course. With Greg Johns, I'm Danny Wexelman. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.